Hello everyone. Welcome to Teenage Talks, a podcast whose endeavor is to empower you. I'm your host, Dr. Chaya Nai, presenting another interesting and important episode. Before that, please consider these questions. Do you find it difficult to make friends? Do you find it difficult to make small talk when introduced to someone? Do you find it difficult to maintain your relationships? Does the thought of walking into a party full of strangers worry you? If your answer to any of these questions is yes, this podcast, Social Intelligence, is for you. To enlighten us on this topic, we have a person who deals with people of all ages and from all walks of life and mastered the art of social intelligence. He uses his words carefully and a great listener. He is a friend, philosopher and guide to many. He is a counsellor, author and a sort of speaker. He is none other than the chairman of Banjara Academy. Without much ado, I welcome Dr. Ali Khwaja. Hi Ali. Good day to all of you. Good day. So, Ali, what is social intelligence? What I have been observing is that since we are basically social beings, we thrive on human relationships and meeting people, interacting with people. A certain amount of intelligence or a certain amount of skill is required in order to be able to do it usefully. Like the question that you raised up just now, that do you find difficulty in being able to talk to people, make new friends, be in a group or whatever it is? If I had that ability, then I would be called socially intelligent. So I would say that, yes, I am you know, able to do these things. And that is what is needed for anybody at any time in order to be able to be you know, living a proper life and interacting well with people. So in other words, it's capacity to communicate and form relationships. That's right. That's right. Communication is one of the strong foundations of relationships. How important it is for teens to be aware of it and develop it? Yes, because teenage is the time when you are forming your identity and you find that, uh, uh, you know, you need to make new friends, you need to interact better with people, you have to, you know, find your own groups, you have to understand your relationship right from starting with your parents and going on to your peers, your families, the people whom you interact with from school to college and college to workplace. So definitely it constitutes one of the very important areas of human life. Is it connected to emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence from whatever we have heard from people like Daniel Goldman, etc. is based on five pillars. It is you know, self-awareness, management of emotions, motivation, empathy and social skills and in fact many experts say that social skills the fifth one is a sum total of the first four if i am aware if i can manage my emotions if i am motivated and if i have developed the skill of empathy for others then my social skills uh, uh, improve and that is what is absolutely needed and that is a direct connection with emotional intelligence do you think it has to be taught or children pick up from their parents? 
If they pick up from their parents, it is wonderful. As you know, many, many good parents who are good role models to their children, who should give the right exposure to their children, they teach them a lot of things without formally having to teach them that this is a particular skill which you need to learn. But in case they do not, then it has to be supplemented, it has to be uh, taught. And that you know, task has to be taken up by whoever is concerned about the young person. Do you think it should be taught in schools? Oh, yes. I am a strong proponent that all life skills, including social skills and social intelligence, should definitely be part of the curriculum in the schools, not just as an extracurricular activity, but as an essential activity in order to produce good and comfortable and successful adults. What are the components of social intelligence? Like when you communicate, uh, body language is important, tone of the yes. voice is important, and words yes. are important. So, so how do you how do you say that all these things can be learned? Body language, voice, yes, words. Yes, yes, yes. Each of these things should be learned. Let me put it that way. Whether it can be learned or not is a question mark because some people do learn, some people do not learn. But as responsible adults, I think it is our duty to enable the young people to learn these uh, skills, let's say, to become aware of their body language. How do they present themselves to others, In, including the fact that how do they observe others' body language and what do they learn from uh, them? So what is it that they understand by interacting with the person, observing and analyzing the person? The same way, same thing goes for the tone of uh, speech. If I am aware that there are times when I am raising my voice, there are times when I am speaking too slow, there are times when my voice is fading away, there are times when my uh, tone uh, appears to be a little rude and uncouth, I need to be aware. And secondly, using you know your skill to observe the tone of the other person. Because the other person may be saying something, the text part of it, but his tone may be expressing something else. So if I learn that skill of analyzing people's uh, tones and body language and understanding and you know having better control over my own body language and my own tone of uh, speech. And then, of course, the textual part is definitely there. What words I use is very important. Some words can put off people. Some words can impress the uh, people, some words can endear uh, people. So learning all those uh, skills ensures that I have better relationships with everyone around. What is the importance of listening in this? According to me, listening is one of the most important aspects of communication. The more we listen, the more we understand others, the more we can learn about uh, other people, the more we can prepare ourselves to respond and to convey what we want to do. So if I can build up that skill, thereby I do not talk too much. I wait and encourage the other person to talk first. And when that person talks, I listen without being judgmental, 
without trying to contradict the uh, person, definitely without interrupting the person. And at the same time, my body language should show that, yes, I'm interested in what you are saying. Now, what happens is, firstly, the other person connects to you. The other person feels nice because everybody wants to be heard. So when you are a good listener, the other person feels positive that, yes, I am being connected to this person. So they feel positive. They feel like sharing more with you. They are more frank and forthright. And you get to learn a lot about other people. Same whatever you have to say after the other person has spoken. How do you really connect to others? Like someone is, you are introduced to someone. How do you connect to that person and start a small talk? Yeah. Some of the great people have said that you can make more friends by taking interest in the other person rather than trying to impress the other person. So whenever I meet somebody, whenever I'm interacting with somebody, if I take genuine interest in the other person, in, or it could be something very small as, you know, did you have problem coming to this place? Have you had your you know, meal or whatever it is? Going on to what is your background? What are your qualifications? What are your achievements? And the more I show interest in the other person, the more the other person connects with the, uh, me. So that is a very essential part of connecting with people and building up better relationships. If I resist trying to impress the person with my talk, because even if I manage to impress the person, the person will look up to me and say, oh, this person is a great achiever. He has these, these, these achievements. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he wants to connect to me. And even if he wants to connect to me, it will be to take advantage of whatever I have rather than interest in me as a person. On the other hand, when I'm taking interest in him, he feels like connecting to me, talking to me, interacting with me, sharing with me, etc. So taking interest in others is the most important thing. And that is the way to connect people. Yes. They like IQ. Can social intelligence be measured? So far, I have personally not come across very reliable uh, tests or uh, measurement tools. I do keep coming across and we use them also sometimes. But at best, they are of qualitative value and not of quantitative value. As you know, in IQ, they have a very clear thing that, you know, 100 is the average. So anybody between 90 to 110 is average. Anybody above 110 is above everybody above 135 and 40s that men's are super intelligent all those uh, numbers and very clear things are given but as far as things like social skills are concerned so far i have not come across any very reliable tools where we could actually put it in numbers and say this person's social intelligence is better than other persons or it is above average or below average but yes we can get some qualitative idea about questioning and about you know, analyzing the person. So if a person goes for an interview, can interviewer guess how much social intelligence the other person has? Oh, yes. Any good interviewer generally should and does have those skills by which the person reads between the lines. The person asks questions 
which are meant to provoke the person into responding creatively. If I was to interview somebody, I would not ask what are your qualifications, what have you done, how many years you have worked, what have you done. That's there in the CV that I don't need to talk to the person. But if I can ask him something like, you know, did you have interest in this? Do you find this particular issue or that particular topic of greater involvement? How much, you know, enthusiasm or motivation do you have to do such and such a activity? What impression do you have about other people, A, B, C? What do you think of that? Who are your role models? What is your goal in life and how do you hope to achieve it? That is when the person has to think and come out with something creative. So just because he has you know, knowledge of the subject matter doesn't mean that he will sail through. And that is what makes uh, an uh, impression. And any good interviewer also checks to see whether the candidate is a team player or not. That will this person fit into my team and my organization and create harmony? Or is he likely to disrupt either he is a loner and he is good, he is capable, but he will not you know, share his work with others or he will not learn from others. Or he is a hyperactive person, he disrupts other people. So these are the factors which I think a lot of interviewers do give a lot of importance to. Because whatever the qualification and experience is there, it is visible and it is aware. The final part of it, the interview should be able to help the person to understand those parameters. Like as you are aware, in the military, they, you know, the interviewer checks for OLQ, officer-like qualities. That is, the person should not be too submissive and the person should not be too overbearing. How does he create that uh, balance? So these are things which these interviewers are trained and they use them to discern who would be an ideal candidate. So it is not just academic brilliance. They do look for other things like social intelligence and emotional intelligence and team spirit and everything. Definitely. They, all good interviewers, I believe, they do that. In reality, what's happening in the corporate world, since I'm not directly involved, I would not be able to say. But I would definitely say that people who really value people and who really look at uh, you know people as their assets for the organization, they definitely would look for all these things. There are so many scientists who are brilliant, but they are not socially intelligent. Yes. So does it make a difference? It does make a difference in terms of relationships. See, people grudgingly accept that this person is really good. Let's say there is a doctor, a physician, who is excellent, but does not have social skills. He is very rude to his uh, you know, patients. He is very impatient with them or he cuts them short or something. Now, if he is really such a competent person and he can, you know, heal my ailment, I would still go to him. I will not go happily to uh, him. And if I don't go happily to him, it is something which I am being forced to do. And I don't want, you know, I would not go. I would rather go to somebody who has better social intelligence or social skills. And the experience also would be positive for me. I would feel nice. And this applies anywhere. I just gave an example of doctors. It could be an employer. It could be just about anybody, a teacher or wherever it is. And there are people of various levels of social intelligence. Is it possible for them to pick up social skills? 
how easy it is or how difficult it is for them to pick up social skills yeah it varies from person to person my personal experience is that some people pick up very fast i have been observing in the last few years or decades that i have been working with people that some people have picked up very wonderfully and there again some people have picked up on their own starting with self awareness as i said i am aware that i you know social skills are necessary for me and i do not have them for whatever reason i need to pick it up and that only will help me to be successful and to be having good relationships so they have made conscious efforts on their own there are others who have been tutored or mentored or helped to go ahead with that given tips and techniques that this way you can improve the uh, thing like how very scientifically and in detail the toastmasters club help people to you know develop better communication and better presentation skills so they assess they evaluate they point out to them they encourage them and i have seen wonders among people who have been to toastmasters and who have been able to really pick up skills which earlier they never had toastmasters yes they do present speeches and they do evaluations and all that but but when it really comes to establishing relationships they may not be able to, to yes that is one part of it as i said right in the beginning that communication is the foundation for relationships but again if i do want to make have a good relationship with somebody for example i would check the genuineness of the person yes he is speaking to me very nicely he is conveying a lot of things he is very articulate and all that that opens the doors for me to interact with the person but then the other factors come in as far as relationship is concerned i told you one of the most important perhaps is whether the person is genuine or not or whether the person is a hypocrite or is you know trying to flatter or please another person it's also principles and values if i don't feel that this person sticks to his principle it could be something as small as keeping up to his word so i told this person that we'll have this meeting at 4:00 uh, o'clock and he turns up 15 minutes late that is definitely going to ring an alarm bell in me and say do i really want to have you know a deeper connection and a relationship with these people so these are the type of things which keep adding on and the closer you get the great deeper you want to go in a relationship be it for example a young man or woman wanting to select a life partner it could be for you know uh, getting into a, a good institution or getting into a good organization or a job or even for that matter building up the good social skills in your own social sector being part of a good group of people so that you spend your leisure time fruitfully ali it's uh, my experience there are people who who connect with others very easily and they do interact with them but there are some of the people who do not really do that but they are genuine people and they seem to attract others better than the other person after exactly. after some time they realize what a person really is yes that is true absolutely true and i also really admire such people because they are not making they are not going out of the way to make efforts to be nice or to you know communicate in the better manner and all that but they are very genuine they have sincerity and they have the compassion or empathy for the other person so if i am good to that person and the person realizes the genuinity but the problem is that not everybody realizes that i am genuine if my basic communication is not good i may be putting off people 
Hence, it helps that I should build up good communication. For long-term relationship or for deeper relationship, the genuinity, the knowledge, the way the other person is sharing expertise with me, all these things then make a difference. Okay. What are the characteristics of a socially intelligent person? Some points you talked about them in an elaborate manner, but if you can summarize, what are the characteristics of a socially intelligent person? Socially intelligent person? Yes. It should start off with uh, this, what we discussed just now, a genuine interest in others. Yes. It should not be a person wanting to get something and grab something by, uh, you know, relationships. So if I say so-and-so is influential, he can get me some good you know, work or something. Or so-and-so is rich, I can benefit from his riches. Or so-and-so is whatever uh, it may be. Then definitely it's going to be, you know, not so good. So I have to look to see whether the purpose for which, you know, I am looking at. So people who say that I want to genuinely interact. The human relationship is always a give and take. So I'm not saying that we should be a sadhu, sannyasi and always give to others. We can have expectations from others also, but within reasonable limits. And with a genuine desire that I want to reach out to somebody, I want to do good to somebody, I want to help you know, or promote or support uh, somebody. That would be one very important uh, um, aspect. The other is the method by which I am doing it. Yes. So like I was telling you a simple thing like, you know, do I keep up to my appointments? Do I take that little trouble to inquire about the person? But people get very, very touched when, let's say I tell them that, see, I can't come for this podcast today because I am not well, I'm running fever. And if my friend calls me up a day or two later and says, that day you are not well, how are you feeling today? Not with the idea of getting something and getting me back to work, but just genuinely to inquire. And if I feel that, yes, this person remembered that that day I had said that I am not well and that person has inquired about me. So keeping in touch in different ways, remembering things about uh, people. People get very, very touched. If you remember things and tell somebody, if you know, there have been some very, very successful industry leaders who are known to talk to each of their team members and their workers and inquire about their personal life. You had said your mother is not well. How is she keeping now? You said your son was in a, you know, giving a board exam. How is he managing now? When these people know that somebody has genuinely remembered and is inquiring about me, they feel very strongly connected to the other uh, person. Another factor uh, definitely which would make a difference is being available to the other uh, person. So if I give a signal to the other person that if you need me as far as possible, nobody can be available 24 by 7, but as far as possible, I will go out of the way to make myself available. In which case, even if we don't meet frequently, even if we are not having any interactions on a regular basis, the other person still has high regard for me and you know, says that, yes, when I know that when I need this person, this person will rise to the occasion. And this goes across the board from students who tell each other that if you need me, I will be there uh, uh, for you. Colleagues who say that I am there, neighbors, friends, relatives. Whenever somebody gives out the signal, 
that I will make myself available for you as far as possible. That really counts a lot in building good relationships. Finally, everything boils down to a genuine interest in others. A person who takes genuine interest in others can develop social intelligence easily. That is something which I have heard from some of the very, very successful or very, very knowledgeable people, I would say, that they have been emphasizing on this. And in my own observations of people, interactions with people, I have seen that it works. But you should have patience for that. People who are looking for you know, short-term benefits. No, I want to get this thing done. I want this favor from this person. They don't have the patience, and they may even, you know, go ahead and uh, please the other person and get what they want. But it doesn't, uh, you know, result in long-term good, healthy relationship. You know, what are the steps to build social intelligence? How do you go about it? Like, firstly, becoming aware. That I am not an island. I cannot live by myself. I have to interact with people. Secondly, I cannot restrict myself. Let's say I have a very good family. I live in a family where there are people who are willing to do anything for me. Yes. But I cannot stop with that. I need to be aware that there may be certain things which my family may not be able to give me. I should look beyond that. So I should have that genuine awareness and desire that I need to have people. It is people, investment in people, as we call it, would be the best investment more than anything else. If I've invested in different types of people, I know that somewhere or the other, I will get returns uh, from it. So if I continue to do that, from there, I take on the next um, step, that is, what are the ways and means? And that, you know, depends on what the other person wants. I may have a neighbor when I go up to him and, you know, greet him, he feels very nice. There may be another neighbor who feels that you are an intrusion. My morning hours are for myself. Why does this person walk into my house and come and meet me every uh, morning? So to be able to understand, evaluate and abide by what the other person likes and what the other person doesn't like. The third is what we have already discussed about being a good communicator, using the right words, having the good proper body language, using the right tone of uh, speech, so that you know your the other person gets clarity on what it is. At the same time, we have also discussed the importance of listening, how much I listen to the other person, and then finally the thing of you know even if there are some ups and downs, how do I tackle it? Because however good. I, my skills are, I may, be, I may have built a very good social intelligence, but there will be challenges, there will be times when you know, there are breaks in the relationship, something goes wrong. How do I handle that conflict management, unpleasantness management? These are, you know, are the ultimate in building up your uh, social skills. So genuine interest in others, being available to others and listening, conflict management, um, emotional intelligence, all these things are important in developing social intelligence. Finally, what is your message to teens? My message is that you have a long life ahead of you. You have transitioned from being a child where everything was taken care of and all your relationships were defined. Now is the time to build this up along with whatever else you are studying or achieving or building up the skills. 
understand that this is an essential part of life. It's not just an add-on. It's not just for you know improving your quality of life. Your very survival depends on your uh, social skills and your social intelligence. So consciously, it doesn't take too much of time or effort, but it does require consistency. It does require some amount of you know changing the career path and finding better ways and all that. If you can keep doing that, it will be a lifelong asset for you, and you will be able to sail through any ups and downs in life. Thank you, Ali, for throwing light Thank on this you. important Thank topic, uh, social intelligence. I'm sure teens would have understood what social intelligence is all about, and I'm sure they try to develop it. Thank you once again, Ali. Thank you, and bye-bye. Dear listeners, I'm sure you would have understood about social intelligence and try to develop. It affects all aspects of your life, from personal relationship to professional success, as Dr. Ali Kwaja has said already. And developing social intelligence is an ongoing process that requires self-reflection, practice, and a genuine desire to improve interpersonal skills. So anyway, thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. I'll see you in my next episode. Till then, be fit and keep smiling. Thank you.